When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 115 of the All Dolphins podcast on this beautiful Wednesday, November 1st. We're turning the page on the calendar. Number 15, uh, our player honored representing the jersey number corresponding to the episode. Uh, I had somebody on the, the comment section tell me it better be Earl Morrill, who took over for Bob Greasy during the 1972 season. But no, sorry, I'm going to go somewhere else. I am going to go with Devon Bess. Uh, wide receiver undrafted free agent out of the University of Hawaii who played five seasons for the Dolphins and who from the start, I remember his first training camp thinking to myself, watching him, that dude is always open. He's not fast, but he is always open. And he wound up being a very solid receiver in the NFL. I had some situations that kind of derailed his career a little bit, um, but very nice player, even though he wasn't particularly tall or particularly fast, but he was very, very well-schooled in the art of running routes and getting open. Yeah, definitely. I think um, one of the first undrafted players, I believe the string of undrafted players who have made the team began with Devon Best in 2008. Um, and what I remember is Devon Best's jail stories or prison stories, because what people don't know is that he, he, before he went, got to the University of Hawaii, he was incarcerated. Um, and that led to sort of the rocky, rocky and tough path that he had to the NFL. But Bill Parcells and the Miami Dolphins gave him a chance. He had a productive career. And right now he's he's still trying to, you know, get his life together. And he's got kids. I believe they live in Hawaii and um, he's living his life in the retirement land. And Devon is if we do start having guys on to tell their tale on, on all Dolphins podcasts, which is something we've discussed, but we don't really know if that's what's in the cards for us. Uh, but he would be high on that list, the guys that I want to talk to. Yeah, I agree. And then I had talked to John Junes, his head coach at the University of Hawaii, who was on one of was one of the coaches who liked to run the, the run and shoot. The run and, and shoot. Mm-hmm. And June Jones could not speak more highly of of Bess, even though he had had the the, the issues that led to him to go into prison before uh, he went to college. Uh, and he was like, he, I, I would vouch for him any single day of the week and twice on Sunday and uh, great kid and all that. And playing in the run and shoot that led to him being very well schooled uh, in the route running. So now, that, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish what you were saying. Well, I was going to say, let's move on to uh, the news of the day. But if you had something else to add. To I, 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 the run and shoot, which was one of my favorite offenses. Um, it's not an offshoot of the West Coast offense, but it is an offshoot. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, not an offshoot 
of the West Coast offense, which Mike McDaniel runs with a different sort of run element to it. But I'm just curious how much of that run and shoot versus spread versus RPO is credited for the evolution of where the where the game is right now. I remember my first exposure to the running shoot, as I recall, was in the old USFL, which is before your time, barely after you were born, with the mm -hmm. Houston Gamblers and Jim Kelly, and it was a complete blast. I mean, it, it's basically it's a pass-crazy offense, um, but a lot of fun to watch. Speaking of pass-crazy offenses, the Miami Dolphins <laughs> began their, their preparations for their Week 9 showdown against the Chiefs. On Sunday, practiced in Germany, minus four players, as we have the first injury report of the week. Uh, head coach Mike McDaniel, before practice, actually like 8 a.m. Eastern time, had kind of indicated who would be and would not be practicing. The big news is that Teron Armstead did begin to practice. His three-week window has opened. There's no question in his particular case, as opposed to Jalen Ramsey, I mean, Jalen Ramsey, sorry, Nick Needham earlier on as to whether he'll be activated. He will be activated. The question is when. Well, you, only you had that Nick Needham question. Um, everybody else felt like Nick, Nick Nick had to be back, except but, they didn't do it until the until the, the the absolute last moment. So, so oh, so the early elevations is is what we're looking for now. That's a it's a status symbol. The early activation. Oh, but okay. Now that you bring that up, for those who were trying to project when will Armstead be in the lineup, could it be as soon as Sunday? I have looked at the, the research that three players of Dolphins have activated off IR. All were activated following their second week of practice. That's Jalen okay. And Teron Armstead could be the one that breaks the trend. Could be. But the but it was in the case of Jalen Ramsey, Jeff Wilson, and Robert Jones, they were all activated after their second week of practice. Again, there's no Jeff Wilson was the third week too. Uh, if I looked at my dates, you may be right. If I look, but it, it wasn't before, it wasn't the first week. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, that doesn't mean that Toronto said can't do it. I, I'm still not convinced it's going to wind up being this week, but certainly not impossible. So I think we will let the week play out. We'll see how he performs in practice, see how he moves. Um, uh, Teron, uh, obviously, I have a high opinion of Teron and nothing against Kendall Lamb. I think Kendall Lamb is a very quality offensive lineman. He's a starting offensive lineman in the NFL. Um, teams will line up for him in the offseason if he wants to continue to play, which I'm not necessarily certain that's the case. I know he told me he wants to make 10 years, and then that's it. He's good. Um, but that will be year number nine for him next year. But we're not, we're not talking about uh, – we're not we're – not, yeah, it will be year number nine for him next year. So hopefully he's, you know – Still in the cards for Miami, but Tehran, getting Tehran back, especially in a week where you really don't know the status of Robert Hunt, who did not practice today, along with Durham Smite, along with um, uh, Raheem, Raheem Mostert. Um, One more. One more. <sighs> stayed in Miami. What did you say? He stayed behind in Miami. Oh, Brandon Jones. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Brandon Jones. They rejoined the team. Whoa, wow. We're dismissing Brandon Jones like that? Wow. Hey, he made some nice plays. And and, and maybe you're doing that because we should also mention that Javon Holland is out of the concussion protocol. So. Yes, Javon Holland is back. He's out of the concussion protocol. Brandon Jones stayed behind. Alec Engel practiced with his foot injury. Oh, uh, full. Full practice. Uh, and Durham Smite has an ankle injury. So 
more than likely he's probably we'll see if he's activated and practicing on a limited basis tomorrow. If not, then we're probably going to be riding at Julian Hill, Trent Sherfield, probably Chase Trent Claypool. Sherfield. Trent Sherfield. Trent, uh, not Trent Sherfield. Tyler Croft. Yes, Tyler Croft. I'm sorry. Tyler Croft, uh, Tanner Connor. See? Oh, yeah. Elevation City for Tanner Connor. I think it's his last elevation that's possible, too. I believe yeah. so, yeah. You got to save those big, those elevations, you know. I'm still, I'm still thinking he's going to wind up getting signed to the 53, but I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I'm going to be wrong again. Hold on. Did you say you think he's going to get signed to the 53? Tanner Connor? Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe not this week. I think if that once they reach their limit of three with him, I, I don't think the move is going to be, okay, you're on the shelf. You're not coming back. I think the move is going to be uh, signed to the 53. Mm, and where will we get this roster spot that you magically want to create? Kind of thinking Tyler Croft may be on the way. I could be wrong. All right. Well, so so you got Tyler Croft uh, on his last days. Obviously, Tyler, that means you got to practice well today. Just just practice well sure. every single day this week. Show that you can help this team in some kind of way. And, and Tyler's got ability as a blocker. Um, now, what does that mean for his status? Mm. But we we've said it all along. Mike McDaniel is kind of. And I know Poop is going to tell you that it's kind of uh, what else is he going to say? Um, and that's my Poop imitation. Please, please, <laughs> please, please, you're, please, you're not going to go with he doesn't like cutting players because it hurts his feelings. Yeah, I, I am going to go with he doesn't like cutting players because it hurts. It. Look, look, look at look at what this team does. Like, look at everything they do. Like, what? It's about, huh? Yeah, they're, they're, they're a team that's got great camaraderie, but that's still going to make business moves because they're to, for the betterment of the team. Are you sure? Oh, <laughs> you think they're going to keep a guy because he's a great guy? I don't know. It seems it seems like this is a don't hurt my feelings kind of situation. Even Perry Nickerson, um, he played for a couple of weeks uh, before he got the demotion down to the practice squad. And, you know, he was, he was solid. He was decent. Um, but this team just, they don't like to hurt people's feelings, uh, which is they hurt Perry Nickerson's feelings and they, <laughs> yeah, hurt, they hurt and they hurt my feelings because they made me look bad because I thought Kelvin Joseph was the one who, who would get, who would get caught. So yes, I'm taking an L on that one. I, I was very convinced that it was going to be Kelvin Joseph who uh, would get cut in favor of uh, Jalen Ramsey being activated. And, and Kelvin Joseph made, made some work, did some work on the practice squad last week in the game. So Everybody is earning their way. Everybody is 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 toting their load. Um, and to be truthfully honest with you, Mike McDaniel struggles to find practice squad spots. It's always a oh, I don't know if we can do that because I don't know if we got the roster spot. And getting the roster spot requires you making some tough decisions and sending some guys home. And I just don't see. Mike McDaniel's the guy who said who likes to cut players. He's like, oh, I know his family, I know his situation. Oh, his wife is pregnant, his girl. Yeah. Nah. yeah. And, and there's no shame in it. There's no shame in it. Somebody's gotta be the bad guy, and that's probably gotta be Chris Greer. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mike, yeah. No, but uh, Mike McDaniel look like he likes to be the bad guy. No, 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 no. I mean, me, I, I think you're suggesting he's a kumbaya coach, and maybe there is something to that, but ultimately the business decisions that need to be made are going to be made. 
I don't know. Again, I could be wrong. I, I sense Tanner Connor is going to wind up on the 53 at some point this season. I could, I could, I could be wrong. Uh, for the Chiefs, the injury report, their injury report was not officially out at the same time as the Dolphins. However, we have connections. And Andy Reid actually spoke. I should <laughs> I should spoil the beans. Uh, Andy Reid spoke before practice where he mentioned that running back Jarek McKinnon would not practice. He's dealing with a groin injury. That's not believed to be serious. Uh, another perhaps more significant one of their starting linebackers, Willie Gay, has a quote-unquote lower lower back contusion, which initially was described as a tailbone. Uh, and then when the question was asked whether IR was a possibility, and when that question comes up, that usually means that guy ain't playing the following week. And remember that the Chiefs are already without one of their other starting linebackers, that being Nick Bolton, who's their best linebacker. So – that's something to keep an eye on. And as far as Patrick Mahomes is concerned, he's been dealing with a hand injury. Hand? And yes. Andy Reid says that's getting better. And as far as the flu that afflicted Mahomes this past weekend, Reid said that's gone. That's no longer an issue. So That means it should be moving to the rest of the team at the present moment. Perhaps. Perhaps. And the Chiefs, as, we, as our good friend Joshua Briscoe told us, on the behind enemy lines yesterday, indeed, are not going to Germany until – after practice Thursday. So if there's an acclimation advantage for this game, it's definitely on the Dolphins' side. Yeah, Mike McDaniel said he didn't have math in front of him and couldn't produce the studies, but he studied that the teams that have that get there earlier have had more success, which is why they're getting there earlier. And the players had... Did you hear that? No. Okay. The players had the opportunity to uh, basically go around Germany and see the environment, the culture. Tua talked about he went out there and he he had a he had, was able to get around the golf in um, with the number of players. I'm assuming there were all quarterbacks, um, maybe I don't think a couple of coaches, but mostly quarterbacks um, and specialists. Specialists generally, it's the quarterbacks and specialists at golf. Not saying that others not, not don't offensive golf. Linemen, no. Not saying that others don't golf, but generally we know who the golfers are. That's a good point. That's a good call on your part. I would like, like for example, Mike White. I would think chances are is a good golfer. Yes, um, I believe so. Maybe Braxton Barrios. Hate to throw all the white players in. Not <laughs> to say, hmm, detect a trend here. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, sensing a trend here. Um, um, uh, yeah, we'll start with um, the golf list will be something that I get to the bottom of later on in, in this process of the season. The Germany golf list, I'm yeah, curious. No, that's a good point. Uh, um, since, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, since it's the first podcast we're doing since um, behind enemy lines, when then we had the one with Ethan, which was taped before the trade deadline came and went. Uh, we should address the fact the Dolphins did not make a move. Correct. Uh, but Mike McDaniel made a terrific point during his press conference today. Is like, while certain teams got reinforcements by getting players from other teams, Dolphins are going to begin getting reinforcements very soon from their own injury list of guys who are going to be perhaps more impact players than the guys who were acquired. And we're talking Teron Armstead. We're talking Xavier Howard coming back. We're talking Connor Williams coming back. We didn't mention him. He also practiced today. However, he was limited. 
Uh, and then, of course, Devon, Devon Achan uh, when he comes back. I mean, that's four pretty damn good players you're getting back. You just overlook River Craycraft. Uh, good, solid death piece. But, oh, I mean, wow. Interesting. He's a good, solid death piece. So we, again, he's not an impact player like Armstead Williams, X, or Achan. Okay. All right. Okay, I see where you're coming from. We, we agree on that? I see where you are. Okay. Slight the river Craycraft. No problem. Gotcha. All right. Uh, best blocker on the team. Guy who just understands every every single route. Just overlook him. Eh, you're probably even thinking he might not. Oh, no. He got designated, so he's definitely coming back. You don't waste one of those which designated. Does not bode well, which does not bode well for a certain wide receiver uh, for whom you have expressed a certain fondness. Oh, wow. So you just turn it on me, huh? You just – you just, yeah. Um, Am I wrong? Huh? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. And it's possible that when River Craycraft does come back, uh, Robbie Chosen, who took his roster spot, um, will probably be released. Maybe they would try to sign him to the practice squad. Um, I, I know that Robbie wants to be here. He wants to be part of his team. He wants to be part of this run. Um, he, so I wouldn't see that as an issue from that end of it. But it'll be interesting to see how that gets played out. Um, but let's talk about something that Tua Tungvaloa said uh, during his press conference that I found very interesting. Go um, for it. And it wasn't how to say his name, which is still confusing. Um, oh, it's, his, first, his first name? Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Um, when asked about playing the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, he said, it'll give us a chance to see where we're at as a team going into the bye week. And in reference to, yeah, these teams that have won the Super Bowl know what it's like, know how to play on that level. And we dance around it a lot of times. Well, I dance around a lot of times. You tackle it head on. That Tua has not won a big game in his career. And late, those, in, the, late in the season. Mm, oh, then you may qualify that as a big game. Yes. Because you those, know, some will say... Some will say the Buffalo win, Buffalo game win early in the season last year. I'm not Buffalo, Baltimore and the Bills game. Well, the Bills game, they see that the Bills game, I would absolutely definitely the Baltimore game. And you could make the argument the Chargers game this year. The one against Buffalo last year, while he was a starting quarterback, the Dolphins were out gained 497 to like 230. So, um, so that's why that's why I put I put in the caveat of late in the season. Okay. Late in the season, waiting, stakes are high. And I think one of the pivotal games that kind of set a benchmark for me was that Tennessee game on the road um, where you're basically playing for your playoff future. When you stay in the playoff picture, lose, you're, you're eliminated. And Ryan Tannehill and backup running backs, because that was a De Derrick Henry-less team, um, beat Miami down. Oh, and yeah. You're right. Clint and clinched that game. Um, in fact, that was probably the pivotal moment between Brian Flores and Tua's relationship where Tua allegedly felt like Brian Flores was pinning that loss on him and basically said, allegedly, I have no proof of this, F you to Brian Flores in front of the team. And that was 
the beginning of the end for Brian Flores from based on what I was told. So it's going to be very interesting to see because if we're talking about big stakes games and a lot of people will say the Dolphins can't win these big stakes games um, and they're referencing the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo and the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'd say that's not a fair statement to say, nor a, a nor a, something that I would convict to a four, primarily because those two opponents were title contenders on the uh, and the Dolphins were on the road, and their strengths as teams played into the Miami Dolphins' weaknesses. Their trench play was far superior to what the Dolphins could counter, especially not being fully healthy in terms of no Connor Williams, no Teron Armstead. Now, I'm very curious. I've looked at, I spent last night watching Kansas City's games, um, primarily their last game against the Denver Broncos, a, a simpler opponent. I think that's where you get the best assessment of of comps, even though Denver looked like a completely different team than when Miami played them. And what I found interesting is, you know, Chris Jones, obviously everybody thinks he's one of the best, if not the best defensive tackle in the NFL. What I found interesting is that he moves across that line just about every single snap Mm -hmm. to the point where you absolutely don't have a clue where he's going or where he's going to be attacking or what point, what, what gap he's going to be hitting. However, in this instance for this game, if I were Andy Reid, who I argue is the best coach in the NFL, has the best coaching tree in the NFL, is the guru of gurus, and I would put him ahead of uh, of Bill Belichick, even before Bill Belichick started taking on water and, and people started doubting his greatness. Uh, I would argue to you that Andy Reid will look at that Dolphins offensive line Look at the Lester Cottons, look at the Robert Jones, maybe look at Liam Eikenberg if he's still playing at center and say, Chris Jones, uh, I know you like to move around. I know you like to pinpoint where you're attacking, but we're going to keep you right there in the A-gap and right in front of um, the weakest area of the Miami Dolphins offensive line. Now, my question to you is, do you alter your approach as a coaching staff if you're the Miami Dolphins and sort of create a game plan where you're moving Tannehill, where you're moving to a... Wow, you went there. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, where you're moving to out the pocket and seeing and and sort of guarding yourself or shielding yourself against their mobility? Man, that's a lot to 
to unpack here because I, I want to add some some nuance to the the Tua big game thing, folks. This is this is actually going to be positive. Um, as far as your as far as your thing with Chris Jones, unless the Chiefs blitz, you double him every single time, and I don't care. I don't care where he lines up. Um, if he well, if he's completely outside on the edge, then maybe you keep keeping a tight end to help out your your tackle. Um, although if, if it's Teron Armstead one on one, I think Teron Armstead can can handle him more often than not. If he's lining up as a four three DT over either, you know, your gap between the, the center and the right guard the, or the center and the left guard, you double him. And and if and if you're trying to if you're going to ask Robert Jones or Lester Cotton to block him one on one in a pass pro. Don't really think that works for me. So I don't think it's a necessarily an issue of moving the pocket and stuff like that. Be aware where he is and account for him. Um, so that to me, that's very, very basic. And, like, and you made a very good point. And I, I think the, the thing with Chris Jones, he's the best pass rushing defensive tackle in the NFL. I don't know that he's the best defensive tackle in the NFL. I think Aaron Donald's up there. Or Jeffrey Simmons is up there. But mm-hmm. as far as pure pass rusher for guys who generally line up more often than not, at DT, that's your guy right there. Uh, the thing with two in the big games late in the season, the sample size is awfully small. That's a, that's the caveat that I would bring. Um, no matter how many starts he has, the sample size because of the big game situation is what you're saying. Correct, and and I would make the argument that again against Buffalo last year at Buffalo, he actually played well. Um, and the only issue there was Josh Allen played better. Josh Allen was like ridiculous that game. He was a difference in that game. It's not like Tua didn't play well. Tua played well. The first game against Buffalo at the end of the 2020 season, the whole team was a complete S show. Uh, Drop passes all over the place. And as I've said before, and I'm going to say it again, just for no other reason than to pat myself on the back or to throw that out there, I wrote immediately after the game that a lot of the focus was going to be on Tua, and that was going to be completely unfair because it was a horrible game from a receiver standpoint. And the dude didn't didn't have a chance. And some of his picks were when the Dolphins were in pure catch-up mode, where it was throwing all the time. And even if it wasn't there, he needed to force it. The Tennessee game was bad. Um, and then last year, the 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 first two games of December weren't good. Uh, Frisco and the Chargers, and then the game against against Buffalo. Like I said, he played well. It just uh, Josh Allen played better. So the again to me, still the sample size. Isn't isn't big, but it's still his career. Like he wanted to for the final the the stamp to where everybody, not one person on earth, would disagree about the elite stamp, is to have a signature win late later in the season. Okay, and and I think this one is week nine. I think that might qualify if he if mm. he if he if he has a great game on Sunday. That, that might be the final step right there. Yeah, this this game is important for so many other reasons, more than psychological, because it also will put you in the driver's seat for the AFC hosting the AFC bye week and basically hosting the playoffs up until the Super Bowl. So um, this is important. Uh, If you look at the majority of of Kansas City's tenure um, with Andy Reid, he's had success in taking his team to the Super Bowl, I believe, just about every time he's had the number one seed. Um, when he's had to take it on the road, um, he, he, he struggled. But uh, this is a different animal with a different quarterback. Um, the one thing I will say is if you look at where you can attack the Kansas City Chiefs 
in terms of where their areas of weakness are. I think they're a team that you can run the ball on. Um, they're allowing 117.6 rushing yards per game. Now, what I do find interesting is that they've only allowed two rushing touchdowns. Now, maybe that's because a lot of teams will always be in a pass-happy situation um, because they're generally trailing because they have to keep pace with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but also the one area that does scare me and seems to be an area of, of, of weakness for the Miami Dolphins is third down defense. And it doesn't help that Kansas City is converting 47% of their third down opportunities. Now, I know a lot of that is Travis Kelsey. I'm pretty sure if I look up who's converting the most first downs for the Kansas City Chiefs, it would be Travis Kelsey. But that leads me to my question for you, Pupard, is we know that and and you kind of sort of touched the underbelly many, many, many months ago when you asked if Jalen Ramsey was going to be used as a safety mm-hmm. and Mike McDaniel looked at you like you had a third eye and basically said, safety, why would we use him as a safety? He's an yeah, elite great cornerback. Why would we use him as a safety? What are you talking about here? Um, do you understand football? Like he didn't say those things, but he was certainly looking at Poupard like he had a third eye and had no idea what the hell he was talking about. But I think Poop was leading to situations like this, whereas we know what Travis Kelsey does. He's got unbelievable chemistry, harmony with Patrick Mahomes, and all they do is run option routes and pick, drop into open zones, and Mahomes finds him. Um, play scramble ball, Mahomes finds him. Go in the red zone, Mahomes finds him. Well, part of the problem is you don't just necessarily have an elite defender with the step matches up to Travis Kelsey from a size, speed, height, catch, raising standpoint. But if there were a player who actually did match up to him, who might that be? Athleticism for athleticism, savviness for savviness, route recognition for route recognition, it would be Jalen Ramsey. Now, would you feel comfortable? In Jalen Ramsey's second game back, coming off a meniscus injury three months into the from the procedure, would you feel comfortable moving him from the boundary and putting him in the zone, in a slot position to defend Travis Kelsey? Yeah, and, and my question to McDaniel didn't exactly I didn't pull out that out of my butt actually. He because he kind of did some of those things with the Rams last year. Uh they had a a name for the role that he was using on a star, maybe what it was like a hybrid slot. Corner yeah. It's the position. Mika Fitzpatrick initially rejected when he was here. It's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a star or, or the Jack. Uh, no, the Jack is the pass rushing guy. So Correct. that's the Jack Correct. of all trades. So yeah, it's a star. It's a star spot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I make up a lot of things. I want to, like, like I said, I didn't pull out of my button, just throw it out there just to, to like hear my hear myself to ask a question of Mike McDaniel, there was a legitimate purpose to it, and like you said, he completely like sit down, sit down, sit down, you ignorant fool. What are you talking about? Uh, no, it would make perfect sense to me because this the one guy. And I look back; I actually did a story on alldolphins.com on the last Dolphins Chiefs matchup, which was 2020, which had a lot of interesting nuggets to it. And Tyree Kill was on that Chiefs team, and guess who killed the Dolphin defense that day? It was Travis Are- Kelsey. It was tried. No, it was Travis Kelsey. Uh, oh. we, yes, we remember Tyreek Hill. Tyreek scored. 
Yes, when the Dolphins made the very regrettable decision to have Clayton Fedulum try to cover him deep, providing help, and he just went zoop right by him. Um, <laughs> but that was one of his only three catches. And Tyreek had, had also had the game-clinching catch on the fourth and one at the end of the game when the Dolphins were trying to make a furious comeback in the fourth quarter that ended it. But it was Travis Kelsey. I think his numbers were like eight for 132. And if you look at the crap show that the doll that the Chiefs wide receiver core is right now, you shut down Kelsey or or hold him to you know reasonable numbers. I don't know, six for sixty one or something like that. I can give me that right now. I'll, I'll I think I'd love I'd love that. They need to make sure Kelsey's not that doesn't kill him with like eleven for one hundred and fifty five or something. And the person best equipped to handle that task is Jalen Ramsey, without question. Now, let me ask you this question, though. You don't think that this is a task that Javon Holland could or should be up for, considering now there are people in the league who consider Javon Holland elite, one of the best safeties in the NFL. We know where both of us stand. No? Oh, yeah. Um, Do you feel like Javon Holland with maybe some, some linebacker help bracketing Kelsey I know this is this is the zone, which makes me very uncomfortable with Travis Kelsey because all he does is carve up zones all game. All game. Um, do you think that that's a good recipe for the Dolphins to put Javon on him? Or since, or since you like the idea of keeping guys fresh to handle different tasks, or you take turns with Holland and Ramsey dealing with Mr. Kelsey. Um, and the thing with Kelsey that makes him the most difficult and where they're most effective is if is if Mahomes is running around in the pocket like he does all the time, and then eventually Kelsey will come open at some point, and then he'll find him for you know to convert a third and twelve or something like that. Um, but I, I think there could be all sorts of combination. It could be one on one Ramsey, one on one Holland. You could like again with linebacker help. Uh, but I, I think this is where Vic Fangio is going to earn his money. Make sure you do not let Travis Kelsey be the guy to beat you. Mm-hmm. Now, let me address something that I recently wrote on alldolphins.com, um, which is my attempt at an apology to Vic Fangio for doubting his greatness, doubting his also wisdom, and my doubt that this defense would get their act together. Because as we know, they struggled for pretty much the first month of the season. But as the season has progressed, they've gotten better. They've tightened up on run defense. Um, Bradley Chubb is now five sacks, three forced fumbles. He keeps his pace. He's going to be a Pro Bowl player again. Um, David Long has been probably one of the best linebackers in the NFL in the last two games. Um, He now leads the team with 55 tackles. And they've done all these things, becoming the 15th top 15th defense in the NFL, pulling themselves up from the bottom, started from the bottom, now they're here. They're mediocre, mid-tier, but I think that they can start trending upwards with Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, Javon Holland back in the lineup, a healthy uh, Jalen Phillips, and you're starting to see either it's a evolution of the offense because they're blitzing more, they're twisting more, they're stunting more. They're switching up their coverages more. Or it's a comfort level situation. Now, as I said, 
I was not a believer in the Vic Fangio defense, but I, now I'm starting to see it and see the fruits of its labor. But the question is, you're going to be facing one of the best offenses in the NFL, even though you you, you did pretty well against Jalen Hurts. Not 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 going to take anything away from you because I thought that defense did an admirable performance, even playing shorthanded. Do you think that they have what it takes to shut down Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and a stable of 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 misfits at wide receiver? Stable of misfits, I like that. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm like and. I don't know if it's more that, that the players are getting more comfortable with the scheme. And I, but you, you made the good point of like Fangio is incorporating more and more little wrinkles to the defense week after week. And a couple of weeks ago, it's when, when it started clicking a little bit, you and I were both like, yeah, it's all great, but they're playing the giants and their 17th mm-hmm. offensive line and they're playing Carolina and all that. Yeah. But the run defense against the Eagles was really, really good. Hurts hurt him in the passing game. A lot of it was, you know, his ability to make things happen. Um, on the run, and that uh, there are certain times, like my father used to say, the other team gets paid too. So other times you just go like this, and the, the other guy played a great game too. It happened. It's going to happen. And with Mahomes, Mahomes is going to make some plays where you're going to be like, it's going to could wind up being a 25 yard gain, and the Dolphins will have done basically everything right except for not being able to bring Mahomes down. And you just go tip of the hat, nice job, Mahomes. But I'm I'm like with you. I think this defense right now has got like some massive, massive potential here. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, especially uh, with from, now back in the nickel. Loving it. Really, they've really. They've gone from 25 or 24 in t- total yards. They're now like 15 or something like that. They if are. They wind up, if they finish seven or eight in the NFL, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I think that this thing is trending upward big time. Yeah, the goal, I believe, when we began the season was for them to have to be a top 10 defense. Mm-hmm. And it certainly seems like they're trending that way. Hopefully, everybody starts to stay healthy. They're stopping the run. They're getting after the quarterback. They're having a lot of productivity, and a lot of players are playing. So hopefully this continues to be the trend moving upward. Now, let me address one more issue heading into this game. We we don't know who's going to be replacing Robert Hunt if he can't play. Um, obviously, that, no, you don't know if it's going to be Liam. No. Heidenberg. No, no, I don't think so. And, and I think even though I, I would have preferred to see Williams be full today, I think Williams, based on what McDaniel said before practice, sounds to me like Williams is playing. So I'm expecting Lester Cotton, Connor Williams, Robert Jones. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't hurt that these guys will have a bye week after this game. Mm-hmm. So all of those growings, Xavier Howard, Connor Williams, will have a great opportunity to gain some rest um this is an important one and i i you know we keep talking about saving players for the for the important stretch of the season well looks like the important stretch begins today it begins this week Mm -hmm. so durham smite (sighs) i know mike mcdaniel says he's a tough guy he wouldn't bet against him but any concerns that his ankle injury could limit his productivity limit his role and lead to more plays for julian hill if not others, without being without having examined Smythe myself, I think I'd be inclined to think less than 50-50 he plays. So um, this is where we might get, and and this is where the good news is that Alec Engel was a full participant in practice. I could, and his limit, his snap count's not been very high in recent week. This is where I could see a major uptick in his snap count to make up for Smythe not being there. 
Yeah, those guys, I call them the janitors and um, Smite and Alec Ingle because they clean up everything. Mm -hmm. And if you really watch this Dolphins offense, anything that leaks in, swept right up. Um, uh, Holes, clogging up holes um, and and opening up running lanes. So they're very important players, and hopefully they'll both be healthy and, and contributors this week. Well, Poupard, I think we have done enough for today's podcast, episode 115. Um, Big game this week, early start, 9.30. I will be on WQAM doing the pregame show. Fortunately, it's now starting at 7 and not 6 a.m. Woo! Yeah. Get an extra hour. I was worried about about if you were going to do your regular four hours, like 5.30 a.m., that'd be like, oh, man. Yeah. Man, I I would have felt for you, man. That's rough. Yeah. Um, But we will be back here tomorrow giving you more Dolphins breakdown, more analysis of what happened today in practice in Germany for the All Dolphins podcast. We are signing out and hopefully we will see you tomorrow. Like, subscribe, share, tell a friend, and you can find all our work at alldolphins.com. We will see you tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.